Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and with me I've got Liam. Oh. Oh. Mm. Are those are those mouth sounds? Those chud sounds? That's right, that's me taking a bite out of my name, like the title card of this movie. We've become a mukbang podcast, and he's just having... He's, you should see the spread he's got. It's, it's extraordinary. And you've now heard Mitch making his triumphant return yet again. Oh. Oh, wow. You're a lot closer to your mic. That was a much more visceral ASMR experience. Yeah, yeah. It was a little, like, We're Bud the it. Chud soundbite that I just, you know, threw, <laughs> threw it. <laughs> Doing a little bit of the Bud the Chud practice. Doing, working on your impressions. You know it's going to really hit at the office Christmas party, and you got a lot of time to prep. Everyone's gonna catch it. Everybody knows about this movie. It's just Who like a no Chud two but the Chud. Why it's are we even doing man. this on the podcast? Honestly, yeah, I know. I just said we should see if you should check it out for yourself. We've all everyone's seen it. Yeah. Wait, 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 Liam. Did you just say why are we doing this? Because I have a feeling like this pick was you. It stinks like Liam. It was, <laughs> none of the picks are me, dude. It's all William Castle and his and his. Machinations. Deceitful That's a film very, very convenient escape. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it for one minute. And we actually don't know who fills the genero. So this could have been Bud Chud's choice. And I'm Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> now, gentlemen, I have a very important question for you both. I have two questions, actually. One, what does Chud mean? Cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Okay, well, follow-up question then, Mitch, I'll go to you first, because Liam knew the right answer. Uh, as if this is fucking Jeopardy. <laughs> um, but go ahead. Have you seen uh, Bud the Chud 1, a.k.a. Chud? <laughs> I haven't, uh, I can't say I have, and I, uh, I I don't think I will. It's truly a film out outshone by its sequel, I think. Liam, are you familiar with uh, Bud the Chud chud one's original chud adventures i don't think he's in that one but it was an old saturday morning cartoon <laughs> bud's original chud adventures uh it's like yeah. scooby-doo but it's a bunch of chuds <laughs> um yeah i've been familiar with like the that there's a movie out there called chud that is also an acronym for most of my life i think um like there's a there's a scene in Clerks 2 where Randall says that Dante is like one of the ugliest fucking chuds he's ever met in his life. And I was like, what is a chud? And I looked it up and uh, I don't know if it's a direct reference to that movie. It's kind of just a funny sounding word. But anyway, I've known about chud through that way for at least 15 years. Um, but I'd never seen that first chud movie until we rolled Bud the Chud. And I figured, well, I'll, I'll get them both off my watch list here. You saw, So you've seen chud? I have now, yes. What's Chud like? It's uh honestly, guys, it it's it it reminded me very much of Cat People from the eighties. Are you Um, only saying that because John Hurd is in both of them? No, actually, I didn't even I didn't even I forgot that he was in Cat People. Yeah, he gets mocked, (laughs) but be careful you're you're treading on uh, on holy ground. No, they're they're (laughs) they're both they both take themselves way more seriously than I thought they would. Um, The original Chud takes itself seriously. It does. It's the original Chud is so different than this movie. Like it's so clearly a different creative team with different ideas. They might not have even seen the first movie, and they just knew the the acronym of Chud, and they took that and used it. Like they couldn't be any more different. 
Um, and that first one, it does, it takes itself really seriously. The first half is super slow and it's actually just like a, a New York drama um, where like there's a lot of like government conspiracy talk and boardroom discussions and stuff. And then when the horror shows up, it's not all that schlocky and campy like this one is. It's, uh, I mean, you get some cool like slimy 80s effects but not that much and the effects are like actually meant to be scary i think and so they're very different movies very slow first halves and then they kind of pick up in the second half um but both cat people and the original chud are movies that i I wasn't quite fond of is what they amounted to but i honestly think that mitch and, and probably you Corey, you you would get more out of that first one than you probably will get out of this one that's my that's my shot uh while you were talking i just want to say so earlier i said that there's a connection to tony hawk's underground 2 i've just discovered separately from that that there is also a connection to tony hawk's underground 1 and they're not the same yeah that's that's <laughs> i know though i know the connection to one because i used to play that game all the time i don't know can you play as bud the chud in the second game no, it's just one of the uh, actors is doing voices in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did not know that then. You can play as Thud in the first one. <laughs> oh, His name is Thud. Yeah, that's coming right. Out, that's of a, right. out of a drain like the OG poster. Okay. So yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. You went on your on your Chud quest. Um and you were left wanting, it sounds like, to a degree. Definitely wanting before I saw the second movie. I mean, we'll get into where I ended up. But yeah, that first one did leave me wanting. Okay. Um, so the second one, Chud 2, Bud the Chud, loosely related, I've I've read. Not directly, certainly not tonally. Uh, this was a straight-to-video cinematic experience in which the government and the military have the, the Chud project. <laughs> Which was like, I don't know, they were trying to make like super soldiers, but this enzyme in the brain uh, made them cannibals. That was like the side effect. So you've got, as the acronym implies, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. They don't really do that last part. Cannibalistic and humanoid for sure. No, not at all. This is like just a a typical zombie movie, basically. Yeah, it's really Chud more in in uh, spirit in that they're both cannibals. It's (laughs) It's really just Chud in the sense that it's like a stupid sounding name, and like the Chuds themselves are stupid and they're doing stupid. All right, Mitchell. Hold on, hold on. Honestly, I would absolutely agree with you, Mitchell. Hold on, we're almost there. (laughs) That's really a stupid. We're almost there. And Bud is the remaining chud and meanwhile we cut to high school teens uh who one of them is a is a goof off dude who is like failing biology and they are made to look after a cadaver as punishment for hijinks with a frog so and so wait like who the hell in high school looks at cadavers also nobody just, nobody well, ever. nobody nobody that's like a that's like a med school thing when you when you've graduated and you're you know yeah. anyway keep going keep going so uh, crucially, what happens is uh, they accidentally roll that cadaver into the street down the highway and lose it forever, which is not good. Also, uh, not plausible. Just like follow it; it's only going in one direction. Yeah, right? they yeah. gave up. They gave up so quickly. Why yeah. didn't it like roll into a river or get hit by a car? We don't like, know how long that highway is though, and they didn't. They weren't in a car, and it was going downhill, so it was going to pick up speed. The right? hill's got to stop somewhere. This yeah. was clearly a very robust gurney, though. 
So I don't think it was going to like topple over at, after hitting a rock. But it wasn't like a Formula One car. Like it's not going, it's not like, it's not like. We don't know what kind of downforce that gurney has. I'm going to go out on a limb and say. uh, Less downforce than a Formula One car. Yeah. (laughs) Well, don't get me started on that or else we'll be here all day. That's true. You do like the Formula One. The short version is. They steal a body to make up for the body they lost. I guess just ignoring the fact that that's also like upsetting for the family to just have their body be lost. Whatever. We don't really grapple with the ethical ramifications of that. They uh, break Bud the Chud out of the CDC and um, accidentally wake him up with a hairdryer and a bathtub after hijinks. And then they and the military have to team up to stop but in his chud boys and uh for the sake of clarity yes chud here essentially means zombie that's that's what that is and it works just because like chud and zombie are kind of both just like dumb sounding strange intriguing words and so i think that's really that's really all all there is to it here because the gall that they actually called this movie chud with the periods in between each letter as if it still stands for what it stood for but then we don't deal with underground dwelling at all it is very very strange it's a it's like a it's like a it's like a it's fucked up so you know i'm gonna get through the cast and crew here pretty quick because it sounds like we might have strong feelings here so let's not let's not dally or dilly which might be what the d stands for my favorite some of my favorite p- parts about this movie, and there aren't there are very precious few, is some of the people in the cast and crew. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so the movie was directed by David Irving, and I am legally bound to mention that uh, there is a Mortal Kombat Conquest connection there. Uh, mm-hmm. He directed Night of the Cyclone, which stars Chris Christopherson and Jeffrey Meek. Jeffrey Meek played Raiden on Mortal Kombat Conquest. So there's one down. Uh, I'll do the second one now. This movie was executive produced by Lawrence Kasanoff, who is the producer for Conquest and the two live-action Mortal Kombat movies from the 90s and the cartoon and all kinds of shit. Like, there is a Mortal Kombat cinematic realm built around Lawrence Kasanoff at the production helm, and he produced Chud 2, <laughs> Bud the Chud. This movie is sounding good for Corey so far. Um, it's written by um, Ed Naha, under the pseudonym M. Kane Jeeves, he wrote "Honey, that I Shrunk." For Mortal Kombat. No, <laughs> it's a throwback to like a pseudonym that W. C. Fields. It is like yeah. the famous comic. Yeah, um, one of my faves. So uh, he wrote "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" and "Troll One." I didn't oh, know that. Mm. That's a full circle. The interior of the troll movie. <laughs> so it's a full circle for me because I wasn't here last week. So the cinematography is by Arnie Serlin. Uh, the movie was edited by Barbara Pockras, who uh, was an assistant editor on The Return of the Living Dead. Um, oh, this this sort of feels like Return of the Living Dead, so that's interesting. And uh, Nicholas Pike did the music. He's got a bajillion credits. A lot of them are specifically for synth programming, which I think is interesting. But he also did a few things that we're planning to get to on the show at some point. Uh, Freddy's Nightmares. He mm-hmm. worked on that. Uh, the TV miniseries for The Shining. Mm. Uh, Critters 2. <laughs> yeah, so dude got around. Good stuff. We'll uh, be seeing al- you soon, Nicholas. I've also got a weird connection for our lead actor. Oh, yeah. I gotta hear this. Brian Robbins, yeah. who plays Steve. 
Yeah. Is um and I'm quoting IMDb here. President of Kids and Family Entertainment for Viacom CBS Networks with oversight of all strategy, creative, and business operations for Nickelodeon, Nick at Night, Nick Jr., Teen Nick, Nicktoons, Nickelodeon Studios, and Awesomeness. And previously was the head of Paramount Players, uh, where he greenlit several films. And he is just a prolific producer, also working on Disney Channel stuff, CW stuff directed a lot of stuff too in like the 2000s a lot of movies yeah no uh to, does anybody remember when everybody was hyped on blue mountain state <laughs> he worked uh, on yeah. that wow yeah uh, freshman so, year of university so that dude got around quite a bit uh not primarily as an actor which i think is kind of interesting um but you know right, what rightfully is, so you know what's even more interesting than that is that well, that's interesting, Corey, but I'm about to say something more interesting. <laughs> it's that uh, his photo on Wikipedia is still a photo from his acting days, 1988. You guys ever think that's so strange when you go on Wikipedia and someone's picture is like 15 years, in this case, like 30 years old? Like Jonah Bobo is still from 2012. Well, that's what Wikipedia. he was most famous. And that, that's Yeah, that makes sense. But why the heck? Doesn't Brian Robbins or like the everybody Brian Robbins has seen squad. Chud too, but the Chud, and also it's just it's just vanity, Liam. I mean, it's more flattering. Who wants to see a photo of nobody a wants to see a picture of the guy who produced Smallville? They want to see a picture of Steve from Bud the Chud. Oh man, exactly. But, but this picture is even his pre-Chud days. This is um, uh, this was his peak, eighty-eight. Might have been when he was shooting Chud. Anyway, on IMDb, it's a picture of him on set of the movie The Shaggy Dog. God yeah, damn. he directed the Shaggy Dog. He's got a crazy track record, man. He directed Good Burger, Ready to Rumble, starring David Arquette, Norbit, Meet Which no Dave. one can kill. Remember Meet Dave? And he also directed Hardball, which is like a drama film where a kid dies in a gang shooting. I remember seeing that on cable in the early 2000s. It scarred me. Did you like anything great? Uh, Hardball is probably the closest to it because, like, it has Keanu Reeves in it. It's okay. like actually a serious movie, but I don't, I can't tell you how how good it actually is. All the others are like kid comedies, right? Last thing I want to say about Brian Robbins, uh, he also often collaborates with a uh, Michael Tolan, Tolan, and he just that dude just did that uh, Michael Jordan documentary <laughs> or the Bulls. Oh yeah, one. So yeah. they're still working too. Somebody who's not still working is Bill Calvert, who played Kevin. That man does not even have a picture on IMDb. He Why got not? absolutely stonewalled. That that sort of surprises me. Like I was, I thinking, know. I was thinking while I was watching this movie. Like I think in terms of acting, they're both probably on the same level. But in terms of look, I think nowadays, um, I swore I recognized them. I swore I recognized them too. And I feel like nowadays, if they were to make this movie with the same actors and like their same like styles, like hairstyles and stuff, I feel like Kevin would be the cool one. And Steve would be like the nerdy character. Like I think style perception I, has yeah, just think, changed since well, the eighties. And 80s also, in Bill Calvert's like kind of like he's like he looks like he goes to the gym more than Steve. Mm. So it's weird that he's like the dorky guy who's like kind of buff. Yeah, um, maybe sure we remember seeing him in Spider-Man One as Fireman or Spider-Man Two as Train Passenger. I think that, I think one of my funny. favorite. One of my favorite like performances is is Robert 
Robert uh, Norton, or sorry, Robert Vaughn as as uh, as Colonel Masters. Yeah, he's, re- he's really good in this, and I I really like Robert Norton. Like, or sorry, Robert Vaughn. Who is There's, Robert Norton? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'm. <laughs> I don't know where Robert Norton comes from anyway, but Robert Vaughn. The antivirus. Like he's in, he's in Bullet. Like a bunch of movies yeah. I, I like. Magnificent from the, Seven. Much movies I like from the 60s. He's in two episodes of Columbo. Um, ooh, is he? Yes. Wait, uh, I might have seen one of them. You might have, yeah. He's in, uh, which one is it? He's in The Man from Uncle. Yeah. He's in Recess, Taking the Fifth Grade. He's ooh. in The A-Team. He did a lot of television. Yeah, um, he did. Um, I found that with this cast, you either have people who have like hundreds of credits or like less than 10. Yeah, and there did. is almost no in between. Yeah, he was in the Columbo ones from the 70s. So like okay. the, be- the best ones, like, like Troubled Water, 75, and The Last Salute to the Commodore in 76. Um, somebody who I don't believe was on Columbo, uh, Trisha Lee Fisher as Katie, who didn't do a load of super notable stuff after this. Um garrett graham is bud the homie uh phantom of the paradise he's in that he's in child's play 2 oh yeah he's biff yeah he's oh. my girl too yeah and he's the dad in child's play oh interesting yes yeah. yeah, so I, I, I had a movie too. on hand wow. for each of you there <laughs> i was wow. like I'm gonna pick my shots yeah um, did, you, did th- you know that robert vaughn played hitler the same year that he did this anyway, he played hit he played hitler Yes. Yeah. Dang, what range? I don't, th- I don't think he could do a convincing Hitler. Neither do I, but he did it. <laughs> Neither do I, but he tried. God damn it, he tried. Oh, how they tried! Wow, yeah, that's wild. Well, the film is called "That's Adequate," which probably reminds probably the same notice he got for his performance. <laughs> but <A> big documentary <laughs> about a fictional Hollywood studio. Um, yeah. with J- Jerry Stiller's in that one, and Robert Downey Jr. plays Albert Einstein in 1989. Is it is it, is it Downey Senior or Junior? Because his his junior. dad was a big star in those days. Junior. Okay. I know. Weird. So he's a young gun. Now we get to talk about Tony Hawk again. Uh, Larry Cedar is Graves. He's like the number two guy to Robert Vaughn. He's in the Crazies from 2010. He also does voices in Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Those are the two credits I wrote down. Uh, I'm going to rattle everybody else off because there wasn't a ton of super wild stuff going on. Uh, Bianca Jagger, Larry Linville, Jack Riley, Sandra Kearns, June Lockhart, Norman Fell. I hope he's okay. Rich Hall, Robert <laughs> Simmons, Priscilla Pointer, Marvin J. McIntyre, Rich Schneider, Clive Revel, Michael Bell, and a cameo from Robert England. Oh, I didn't notice. Did you guys see him in there? No, I did not see him. Huh. Man in trench coat walking with trick or treaters. Dang, that's a that's oh, like a I, I noticed him actually. Yeah. Old school cameo. Nice. Yeah, like I, I like the kinds of cameos that it feels like they didn't even want you to see. Those are always interesting. Yeah, that's fun. You don't you don't get a whole lot of those now, right? Like Marvel has kind of made the cameo a big thing, but um, even in those early Spider-Man movies, like Stan Lee, he's just like in and out of there. I like those. Yeah, I don't know. Like even well before this, cameos were a huge thing. Cameos have always been a huge thing since like the dawn of showbiz. I like at the end of the credits how we get a cameo from Bud the Chud. That was <laughs> pretty cool. Every movie should have that. I think every movie should end with Bud the Chud saying goodnight. I would probably lose my interest in love for movies if that was the case. 
probably like, have to I want stop people doing to go show. like I want people to go pull out like um 35 millimeter prints of like Rocco and his brothers and just tack that onto the end of it. That would be a just a, a crime. The ending of that movie is <laughs> is like devastating and then if you just have like a, a this like <laughs> dynastic Italian family is like destroyed after they soared to like tremendous heights in 1960s Milan boxing and then <laughs> And then they fall, and then all of a sudden, Bud the Chud says goodnight. <laughs> Just his head, not even all of Bud the Chud. No, I think Lucina Visconti would never allow that. Would never allow it. I'm trying to think of an old classic director that might. I don't know if they would. De Palma probably would. No, depending, would. On, depending Robert on the movie. Irving certainly would. David Irving. <laughs> David Irving. We're not Robert might. His today. brother might like. Well, it as Robert well. Norton might. Robert Norton might of the <laughs> antivirus fame. <laughs> so, uh, fuck. I guess we got to talk about Bud the Chud now. Fuck. And as many, I keep, I keep on like not saying the name of the movie correctly because I just want to call the movie Bud the Chud. Like Bud the, the Chud, Chud Two. No, it's Chud See? Two. Bud That's the what Chud. I mean, you want to say Bud like, Two Chud that Bud. Bud. <laughs> But yeah, there's, there's no chud. way there's no way you're not watching this movie high as hell. <laughs> two bud, two chud. <laughs> bud two oops, all chuds. <laughs> Where's uh, my bud, Chud? <laughs> bud T Chud Tokyo Drift. <laughs> you could put him in that movie, probably. There will be there will be Chud. chud. Yeah, it's my favorite <laughs> PTA film. <laughs> Chud Simple, an amazing uh, debut from the Cohen Brothers. There will be Chud. The final line, I'm finished, is delivered by, uh, you know, by Bud. No, who else? And who then else? he says goodbye. Yeah. Permanently. <laughs> um. So, Bud the Chud, uh, how'd you, you guys, uh, Mitch? Bud the Chud. Yeah, fuck this movie. I couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> so um what did you like i liked uh i liked robert vaughn i thought that he had the best part i really enjoyed his line like god damn that's the ugliest goddamn barber i've ever seen like I, that, that made me laugh um and i like that's like honestly it that's it like i don't think that this film this film relies on especially on like small bits and like episodic sequences of the chuds just doing like dumb shit and like and bits but it's just not enough to build a film around and i just it's just not entertaining the only other thing that i liked about it was that it was short it's extremely short uh, but it felt long it felt yeah. long like i Cred- was like, credits yeah. roll at 80 minutes yeah no granted i worked like two really long days before and then i like sat down and watched it so i was like in no mood for bud's chud but i think that if you wanted to make like a halloween special that was antics only and you centralized bud the chud you could get like a 40 minute special with commercials yeah yeah out of it uh which is not what they did liam bud the chud (laughs) <laughs> that's how we should start every discussion about the movie is just you say the movie with a question mark <laughs> birth of a nation 
<laughs> oh, no. Um, Triumph of the will? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, no. I, I liked this movie more than the first one. I'll tell you that. Um, is, that as, a, is that high praise? First one was a 5 out of 10 for me. On, uh, as per my letterbox, so I'd, I'd I'd slap like a six out of ten on this one. Um, it it made me laugh a number of times, and it's just more my speed, especially compared to that what that first one ended up being. <laughs> I um, knew it. Where it's like you know, it's a teen movie, kids in high school, in an American high school. Like whenever we saw like cool bits of that high school, like the the science room or like the swimming pool, I was just like, this is. This is awesome. I love movies that climax at like a big swimming pool, like let the right one in and blood rage. It's it's just cool. And I, I like that it takes place at Halloween time. So I was just waiting for that Halloween dance to hit and I was waiting to see some trick or treaters. And so that kept me on the hook. Um, but as for the general conceit of like, this is a, a zombie like comedy horror. This one is strong comedy folks. This is uh what do you mean by strong comedy? Uh, yeah, I, I should clarify. <laughs> <laughs> this is primarily a comedy movie over a horror movie in my mind. It is going for laughs and jokes and entertainment. It's not trying to scare you. Yeah, this um, is not even remotely a horror movie. Yeah, and that is that is in direct contrast to that first movie. Um, and I'm not much of a comedy horror guy. I, I really like horror movies that aren't, scary or meant to scare you and a lot of people might just laugh at them um but generally when a horror movie is trying to go for laughs i'm uh, it just ends up being something tonally that i'm not so interested in and uh this has those same pitfalls too where just the general tone of the movie uh i don't I don't love it. It does get a bit too sitcom-y for me. Um, but just in terms of like the, these are teens that made uh, that got themselves into some hijinks. They got to try to get out, and there's jokes laced throughout this thing. Some like dark jokes, like the poodle zombie. Like some of that stuff just hit me, and so I had some laughs. But it's not an immediate rewatch. By the time it was over, I was like, okay, like I've I've had enough of that. That was that was a fair amount. I don't want any more. Um, I'm good for now. So it was it was okay. Yeah. This movie is too long. <laughs> Yeah, which is bad when it's 84 minutes. Um I was charmed by some stuff in the beginning, but after about 40 45 minutes I was I was completely done. Yeah. And uh the back half was absolutely brutal to sit through. Yeah. And the back half is just like laid on thick third act crap. Like it's just like the same sort of like like structure that you get where it's like we are going to stop the chuds, fill the swimming pool with the thing and then do the next thing and check the boxes and do this. And then there's the end. yeah, I don't mean to cut yeah. you off, but no, it, no, no, it, no. it goes yeah. on for a while. It, it goes on guys. forever and then also like I'm not down with that last part how they also you know just like sexualize a high school girl with the bikini and the climax it's just like that really rubbed me the wrong way yeah the whole movie's framing of like this adult man yeah is after this teenager and will stop at nothing well hey he's not in his right mind all right give give bud the chud some credit i I will not give bud the chud a, a lick of the benefit of the doubt 
Yeah, I just I yeah I this movie really outstayed its welcome. <laughs> um, is it weird that the only quoted joke that I wrote down was <laughs> when they're setting the dinner table and uh, Steve's mom asks the dad if he had any of the wine and she says it's an award-winning wine from Wisconsin. <laughs> Which I no. don't think is exactly a wine-growing region. <laughs> I totally missed that one, but that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, like that's a good bit. That and uh, the th- other thing that sticks out to me is the when the guy's getting a haircut and he's talking about how people don't think it's safe downtown anymore. Well, the, the, that whole like, sequence, I like, loved that bit. He's like, my dad used to put all our valuable possessions in the yeah. street every night. That made and me laugh. wake up and they were still there. Well, that yeah. whole that whole exchange, like there's like that little <laughs> bit, there's that bit where the where Robert Vaughn is in the car and he's like, "My father would have taken me to the woodshed," and it's just that whole bit is just like a satire of like the return to traditional values in the '80s, like the, you know. Oh, that's so good though. It is that I it's think so that, funny that kind of satire in the film really works. Um, and there they are they don't have woodsheds anymore. Yeah. Like and he looks really bummed out. Like there are elements of satire that I think are like fairly funny in this film. Like I'm more of a nuke man than chemical. <laughs> yeah, like the man who said not a napalm. Or or uh, there's also um like the 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 family uh what the main character's family like how they're like already chuds because they just watch television all the time like. I don't know. Like I don't know. Yeah, they're watching something set in like Alaska, but it's got all like this kind of Antarctic <laughs> shit going on. And there, there is this great line that the dad said, where it's like it's not off camera, but it's in the distance of the camera. Like you kind of just see their backs as they're watching TV from the stairwell. And the dad says something like, "Oh, I thought he was wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> it's a penguin." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I will, that. I will say, like, yeah, like there, there is jokes that exist that i think are funny especially actually another thing that comes to mind is how fast that cadaver on the gurney shoots out like it starts to roll away really slowly and then uh, when they cut to it leaving it's going like mock three i loved that that felt like uh <laughs> that felt like a uh um a riff on like archie comics like archie comics in the real world <laughs> where it's just so ridiculous but they're playing it straight that was really funny yeah it's it's tough, right? Because so there's a bunch of shit that I genuinely think was like pretty funny, but the movie overstays its welcome to such an extent as to burn a lot of goodwill, especially when so much of the interim time that's not like wisecracking with the boys is uh like chud antics, like a man walking up and down the stairs or sliding on the floor or eating burgers like and it's just like i don't care like i don't care at all you know like yeah this isn't interesting and it's certainly not funny and a lot of the bits just like aren't that interesting or like they haven't been it's like based on like just exhausted cliches or or um i don't know it's just like nothing even though this movie like is has like some originality going for it i'd say like broadly speaking like i am not really surprised by anything that happens it's very much like a like a like a yeah a movie that like really like um i guess telemarks like it's it's blow like it, it, you see everything coming from a mile away yeah i think that's fine especially because like this movie 
Shutting it up over here. Um, I don't have to keep those terrible sounds in for the chud bit. Maybe we'll see. Um, What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Wait. I was talking about originality and how. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so something that I think is much to this movie's benefit is that it knows exactly what it is and it's, it's okay with that. And it's not trying to do anything else because if this movie were like any more certain that it was funny or thought it was more interesting than it is, it would be completely just unwatchable, but it's like, this is dumb, maybe kind of funny and it's fine with that. And I can respect that. It knows what it is. That's cool with me. (laughs) Nice. Um, that's a good take like you know this movie wants to show up and it's like hey this is good for probably about 40 minutes and then we've got some more you can watch it if you want but like i i can see this movie being released straight to video it was supposed to get a theatrical release and then didn't it has the budget um, it has like you can see that there's the production value i mean yeah so it didn't end up getting set out to theaters so it got sent out on um i believe vhs and laserdisc initially nice and um but this is something i could see like you rent this you have a pretty okay time maybe you don't even totally finish it but the movie knows what's going on and that's fine and i don't really have that many more strong feelings than that like i have shit that I can think about where it's like when they're getting punished and Steve is just vibing with that skeleton, like arm around him. That was nice. I don't know what a popcorn ball is. Some kid on trick or treating says he gets a popcorn ball. I've never heard of that in my life. Um, I have no idea. But by that point in the movie, I was just so over it that I was kind of, checked out i do think it's fun that the halloween dance at the high school has a sign on the town's welcome sign like it's that big of a deal i i loved seeing those halloween posters throughout the movie and i just so i knew that it was coming otherwise it doesn't really feel like a halloweeny movie um which i think is fair that like you know it's halloween shot doesn't in june yeah <laughs> and halloween doesn't have to like engulf a town or a setting just because it's coming up so i thought it was actually kind of realistic that we just see these posters for a halloween dance and we know it's coming i thought that was kind of fun seeing them in all these different areas because they are really all throughout the town so it's sort of like a a fun game you can play while you're focusing on uh trying to get through the movie focusing on trying to get through the movie (laughs) powering through the film please Um, lord and Chud too, but help me. Chud, help I'm me. going to I'm going to become deceased. No. If I have to watch another second of Bud to chudding the Bud, I'm going to do unalive, sir. There will be blood chudding if I chud bud. the Bud. Chudding the Bud sounds like a bad <laughs> euphemism. <laughs> Some people shred the gnar. I chud the Bud. That sounds like you're chewing tobacco or or um. Yeah, I don't know. If you bud the chud too hard, like it can leave you with um, lifelong uh, issues. Yeah. That um, sounds like a it sounds like a euphemism you hear at a summer camp. Like, okay, nobody bud the chud in the cabin. <laughs> Honestly, dude. Actually, so related, related, related. <gasps> this movie's got like dedicated theme music, kinda, including a song where that oh. dude just is like. 
what does he say? Like, I'm hungry? Like, I'm hungry. <laughs> Butting the chud. But, like, you know the song. That's not it, but you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I love it. Does have good, it has good music, actually. They like, dropped yeah. that song, like, the opening of that, like, three times. I Dude, found myself you, vibing sometimes. If you have a song that was written specifically for your movie, you know, you're gonna drop it. If it if it title drops your movie, it's gonna be all over it. And I thought I thought that was charming. I really like specifically 80s horror movies that have their own theme like madman is a camp woods slasher that also has one called the ballad of madman mars and uh there's a movie called uh, the mutilator that has its own fall break song because the movie takes place over fall break it's just stuff like that is charming and makes movies more rewatchable so i dug that yeah you know liam when i was watching this movie I was kind of thinking like the whole time, like, I think Liam is going to love this. Or like, I, I thought that like through your like cruel machinations with lift dra- list drafting that like this was you. Like, and uh, I was like, he's going to love this. Like this sort of like checks the box. Like if I think about like a lot of the things that like you value in your movies, you love like your 80s movies, you love like 80s bargain bin movies, you love uh, movies that are like full of bits or you appreciate movies sometimes, even if they're like just like built up heavily with like bits that are like charming or kind of like <laughs> silly like uh like pet detective 2 or something <laughs> so i was like the entire time i was like yeah liam's gonna love this like liam's probably lapping this up like uh, liam liam and uh <laughs> and uh so i'm i'm kind of surprised to hear that, like, you, that that like you didn't like this as much as i thought you were gonna like it. i think if i may interject on liam's behalf have at it I think you just have, like, I think your threshold for what Liam considers good examples of this kind of movie is just too low. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like Liam is like, oh, somebody put, like, a spooky thing in a movie. Sign me up, dudes. Like, I I think that there's a degree of sophistication here that something like Chuddington Buddington just simply cannot reach. (laughs) So (laughs) I like this. You guys debating on my behalf. So, Corey, (laughs) because you're the Liam connoisseur, where, if you hadn't thought about it, if you can retrace your steps, where did you think I would fall on this then? Um, I I see where Mitch is coming from. I think I kind of saw you closer to where we're at, which is appreciating some of it for what it is but feeling like it it's kind of a one trick chud and um <laughs> the chud light the chud light yeah and just feeling similarly that it's like okay let's get out of here i'm over it uh this is generally what i expected because i think out of a movie like this it would either need to have more like genuinely scary things in it or just like be less bad for you to like it more i think i think because you already said you don't love like the horror comedy mix right necessarily so i think it would have to be scarier or not attempting to do that mix of things it's true yeah once i realized this movie wasn't going for scary at any point um was when I kind of had to start figuring out how I actually think about the movie. It was it was when um, Bud the Chud is chasing after the dog and wants to eat the dog. And then he does <laughs> eat the dog, but it's played totally for laughs. Like it isn't, it, it's not supposed to be scary at all. Um, and I thought, wow, if, 
if uh, if this is the kind of movie you're doing and like the joke, you're not taking life seriously at all. And it's just like, look at the wacky stuff this Chud does. I thought to myself, I think then it would have been more effective, funnier, more subversive, more satirical if he had eaten the little girl first, the sister. <laughs> oh, I think that would have been sick. If that if that's where he went, um, but yeah, I think that, this movie just uh, doesn't push it far enough, often enough for me to be all in on the laughs, which is why I come out sort of middling. There's good bits, but it it also it it didn't push it far enough for me. Yeah, and the ways when it does push it far enough, it's like I don't want to watch a man kick a dog, no matter how funny you think that is. Yeah, that wasn't funny at all. Like. So it's like if yeah, if we're gonna elevate it here, like you know, tell the kid that she's not having a nightmare, and then have something nightmarish happen. But have you ever seen Anchorman though? You like I have, Anchorman, and I know what you're you? referring to. And yes, that's funny, but that's different. <laughs> I'm just saying, Corey, you yeah, love well, that bit. Jack Black about... kicks that dog. <laughs> yeah, but the, the Jack execu- Black. The execution goes a long way. That's true. Execution is, is and this just doesn't really have the execution i don't know yeah the, I, I i, I, I <laughs> now we're just gonna quote anchorman all right anchorman 2 next week let's go oh no, fucking um, christ no um yeah i think the execution doesn't really come together to make this something that i'm super high on um like a a movie it doesn't have to be all there for me to love it but it just has to have enough standout bits either like one thing has to stand out so much all the way through or you have to have a bunch of little bits that combine to make something i love um an example of that would be like poltergeist 3 remember when we watched that movie Corey? oh that movie again that's a movie that i'll actually i'll absolutely stand by being good for real <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. And there's stuff in that movie I I don't quite buy, like some of the teen, uh, the teen like hijinks relationship shenanigans. Why do so many teen hijinks really quick involve places with big pools? Pools are fun, I guess. But are they this ubiquitous? In the um, horror genre, maybe. Yeah. In the well, '80s, everybody had a pool. My high school certainly didn't have a pool, but I they did. were on a high rise in Poltergeist Three, so I guess you'd find a pool there. It's a maybe. rich person pool. Um. Anyway, Poltergeist Three. Despite me not loving everything about that movie, I love that movie because the execution of those special effects all the way through, like those set pieces, you just get so much stuff where you're like, "Oh man, these people behind the camera, they really know what they're doing." Um you know big big climax in that movie big climax in something like sleepaway camp you know where that's a movie people are you can call that bad in so many different ways but that movie like has a climax and this movie because it is just so it's so concerned with the bits that it it doesn't actually all come together to make to make it all that memorable like you said Mitch like this climax just goes on for so long that it barely even feels like a climax when we get to that pool if this movie had ended like 10 minutes earlier or if like the pool had been their plan had been executed in like cinematically executed in a a more suspenseful way, I think that this would come together way better. There's a moment where um, uh, Katie, she dresses up in her bathing suit, right, to lure all the chuds. Which I'm not down with. (laughs) What an ego boost that must be for Katie, hey, to be like, I am so hot that the undead, no matter the age, the gender, uh, they all just want me. That must be 
Wow. Um, and then so she she runs down the hall. She's, she's getting these chuds to chase after her. And then it turns out that the door to the pool is locked. And for a moment, I was like, oh, shit, these things are right on her tail. Now, uh, one of our boys has to run and unlock the door, but they don't play that up at all. Like it's locked. And then we cut to the pool and then we cut back to her and she's banging on the door and then we're back in the pool and they're already opening the door. Whereas I think if, if this were made by someone that just like had a bit more of a knack for that visual storytelling, you would have the boys inside the pool realizing the door is locked. You know, they have to run all the way around the pool and just tease out that sequence a little bit longer. But this movie doesn't really have that tact in yeah any of the any of the scenes and so it's really just the comedy that you've got to come down to and i'd say maybe like 60 percent of these jokes worked for me which is why like six out of ten yeah the sequence building is really really poor but i'm yeah that whole bit with the bathing suit and like she's in like high school and they're like they're like oh like look how hot she is like I, i'm just not i'm not down with that but um but uh like the sequence building we can hear the sirens now yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, they're coming I, for you, Chud. I live in a rough neighborhood. Anyway, <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, I got a, I got a bat by the door and everything. But uh, <laughs> be back the Chuds. Where was I going? Yeah, the sequence building. Um, it just everything is just not explored enough. Like the sequence in the in the uh, in the barn and like where they like use their like fire extinguishers flamethrowers to to get the chuds i mean there is there is no sequence that i think is like truly explored or like truly interesting um everything is just sort of there in like in a performative way or or in a way that just sort of like moves the story along like yeah that'll do but nothing that really evokes any kind of emotion or or uh, there's no moment where i'm like except for maybe when the guy's eating the dog um but it just feels very flat and very flaccid and it doesn't work for me I think an, another problem with this movie that is is a similar, just like foundational issue is the way that they are very ambiguous, um, but it seems like obtusely ambiguous about what the rules of the chuds are, like how quickly they turn, what they want, uh, where they're coming from, why the the government people like want to stop them. Um, it just, it, it was never really clear to me, like what I'm supposed to be afraid of or what the, uh, what like the linear path is where it's like, Oh, I don't want the Chud to do this because this thing will happen. It's just once they've turned um, it's like they're just video game characters yeah, where it's I'm like I know that the 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 characters that look like they have movie makeup on those characters are bad and then uh, I understand we need to, the we need chud, to avoid them the chud NPC parameters which of course stands for non playable chud yeah there's some I, yeah go Mitch you go I mean like you're you're very you're very right in that and, and I think that like the motivations of the characters I think could be, I mean, it's just like their only motivation is just like to, to get rid of the chud. But I mean, the, the chuds themselves, their motivations are, are really unclear. They're just like this disorganized mass with, which I guess is deliberate because they're not the perfect super soldier yet, but they're on the way. And it, it just, I don't know. The ending is really dumb too, where they get in the truck and yeah. I don't know. The ending is dumb as yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, so that's... Any goddamn sense to me at all. 
that is the the yeah the biggest point that sort of wraps up everything I just said that I should have referred to is at the end like that should be a a big reveal a cool reveal and it should make sense but it really doesn't because okay so now are we to believe that um, they've evolved now even more they can communicate they and yeah and so together. being a chud like only makes you have bad teeth because otherwise they seem okay that driver lady she still looked real good and she was talking like normal a competent driver and, and they're getting in and they're joking in the car and then the colonel's in the back and he's like oh i'm undercover <laughs> exactly yeah and it's steve just... could like leave a thoughtful note for his friends i just i don't understand um and so if if those little bits of the screenplay could just be tightened up i think it could be more effective because i i like the ending and concept i like those goofy little twist endings yeah. you know you could see it coming but i but like is, the idea it is jarring. of it. it is jarring like how you get from point a to point b and 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 uh, like it's like ah, um, they evolved again like it's just like it's it I don't find it terribly satisfying. I don't know. I, I know that they're like, it's trying to be like a tongue in cheek, like, and the, the chuds ride off into the sunset for a sequel I hope is never made. But it's just jarring. I don't, I didn't like it. I think that the movie should have uh, eight to 10 times the amount of chuds in it. And that might have helped. Do you think so? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just shooting in the dark. <laughs> Just chudding at night. I thought uh, <laughs> chudding at night. You know, once I learned that Brian Robbins was president of Nickelodeon, I learned that after I watched the movie. I was thinking, what influence did either he have on this movie, or what influence did the tone of this movie have on like his career? Because this feels very much to me like a Nickelodeon movie that Slime! like. Some- that somehow movie, gets, this movie could use some fucking slime, dude. Like it either somehow gets pushed to theaters, um, like uh, that Halloween movie from five years ago that Johnny Knoxville was in, Fun Size, or it's one of those like Halloween movies, TV movies that airs in October. It just it really has that vibe to it. Like it's a kid friendly horror movie for sure. Like I could see, I could have seen myself rewatching this on VHS back in the day before I got into the harder stuff. So it's it's a tone that I really <laughs> wasn't expecting. It is really kid friendly and it also makes uh as little sense as you might be concerned with when you're a kid. I think it it chuds it up enough for a kid to have a good time. Yeah, you know, in the in the annals of history, I think I, I could have enjoyed this. Annals. Good callback. Good uh, Bud the Chud reference, guys. Thank you. Uh, dude, I think that that whole the, bit is really done with the mispronunciation and the correction. Here's the thing. It's pronounced thing. Nobel. Like it's just. Ah! Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Let's be honest with ourselves. On future episodes of this very show, they made another one with us, the three people talking, on it. We're going to quote this movie. I think this movie won in a way. If there was something to win. I hope I haven't. I mean, I'm down. (laughs) Like I said, there are little bits here that like made me laugh that I think are quotable. I mean, a penguin wearing a tuxedo. That's pretty good. Um, I liked the recurring gag where like Steve and, and it, it doesn't recur too much. I think it's just two times it's set up and payoff. But Steve, he wants an A in biology class. And so when he first revives um, 
the homie in the bathtub, he's like, yo, if we analyze this, we can get an A in biology. And then later on, when they kill their biology teacher by putting a Bunsen burner through his head, which I also think is kind of creative. I've never seen that in a horror movie before. And they blow him up. And uh, um, Steve says, man, if, if he if he were alive, we would have got an A for that. He would have loved that. I think stuff like that. That's there's funny lines in there. They're just cool about killing, though, in a weird way, huh? Yeah, like, I, I was also thinking about that. It gave me the craft legacy vibes, where it's just like, the ethical implications of this are kind of what I'm thinking about, but the movie doesn't seem concerned. For every chud that turns, I mean, you've got someone losing a family member, and then for every chud that they're killing without trying to, like, figure out if there's a way to maintain the chud virus, which clearly there is, because by the end, the chuds are living rather happily. They just got some janky teeth, but instead, they just kill the chud in the pool and i'm like man that's someone's daughter what are you doing well it's a chud now clearly yeah right yeah that's how they're thinking about it i think uh yeah so the bottom line i think is this movie's unethical i think that's the big takeaway (laughs) um i also i another big like filmmaking error i think just like staging (laughs) error in this movie yeah Corey's like, I've been at the point where I'm just having fun saying the word chud for 20 minutes. How are we still talking oh, about this? Fellas, I'm going to go to the bathroom, but like, keep discussing. I'll be right back. No, that's okay. okay. No, I just, no, the phrase filmmaking error is really funny <laughs> well, in the context of chud, but chudding, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, the, Hit me. the whole end where they're in, the chuds are flocking to the pool they gather in the pool and in the pool you can like see their chud makeup coming off and they just look like regular people like well pretending to look they never clarified that the chuds didn't just put makeup on Well, I mean, that really... That could have been a choice. That really horny jazzercise woman would have had to put on that makeup really quickly <laughs> after Chud turned her on the Dude, porch. Dude, she hates jazzercise. Oh my gosh. Um, But yeah, their, their makeup is just like all coming off and it looks ridiculous because then the facade <laughs> is broken. And he doesn't care about that though. <laughs> and then I'm just like, so why did you make the final showdown in a pool? That seems like a <laughs> something that, that that gets pointed out on day one, where it's like, uh, we can't get these chuds wet. They're just gonna look like regular no, people. No one on this production was thinking like this. I guess so. Nobody yeah. was doing that. Nobody was worried about the chud facade. But then there are like so many clever lines here where I'm just like, all right, they had something going on. So like it's weird that their concerns were in some places and and not in others. I mean, like you said, when the dude is in the barbershop talking about how things were better in the good old days, that is like a wicked comedic bit. But also it is a subversion of a cliche, you know, where for the first half I was like, man, this is just typical small town dialogue. And this dude is rambling on before he's going to get got by the chud but then it goes on far enough that i'm like oh no they're uh, they're aware of what they're making fun of here and they're pushing it and then so for the movie to kind of just like get lazy in in a lot of other places it's sort of a letdown but i liked the zombie pool i didn't think that the zombie uh, poodle sorry i didn't think that was lazy at all <laughs> I thought they got some... you hated the zombie pool <laughs> I did, yeah. But <laughs> Zombie Poodle, there were some good bits there. Like when the Zombie Poodle is dragging the mailman across the yard, like that that's that's a good. That is a good bit of visual humor. I like it's a that. Strong dog. <laughs> He's got chud power. 
Are any of you just like bored to death of zombies? I don't know. I, I kind of am. And this movie came out before yeah. we had any right to be bored to death with zombies. But Bored to death? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Mitch. I've never really been a zombie guy, and then so just like the glut of it now is the is only zombie that Liam cares about is Rob Zombie. I do like <laughs> Rob Zombie. I would be interested in a zombie movie by Rob Zombie. I think um, drag you, but <laughs> but there are also good reference. But there are also like '80s zombie type comedy horror movies that i think do this thing way better and they did it before bud the chud so i can't help but think this is just a sort of cash in on that mid late 80s niche like um night of the comet and night of the creeps are i was both... hoping you were gonna I love night of the creeps those are both amazing like quasi zombie movies where uh like unexpected teens have to fight against uh like a a plague that's beseeching their city and turning their their uh, acquaintances and friends into zombies. Like, you know what I mean? You see that comparison, Mitch, with Night of the Creeps? I see it. I totally see it. Like, it's similar sort of like <laughs> similar sort of period, similar kind of like gags. But it I, it and Night of the Creeps, I think, has like a much lower production value of memory serves like it. It, it doesn't like <laughs> It doesn't. It's it's much more like bare bones, rough around the edges, kind of like a cornier movie. But I think it's a more like it's they they both exist in like similar sort of like bargain bin uh, purgatory. Yeah, but, but none, none of the none of the creeps is like has, is sort of better remembered, and I think rightfully so. Yeah, there's just like passion and creativity that really seeps through in that movie. And so yeah. when it when it comes to movies that like I like and love where the distinction is, that's sort of it. Like Night of the Creeps and this movie are very similar, but I love Night of the Creeps and this one uh it's n- not nearly as memorable for me. This yeah. sort of feels like a Poundland Night I of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps like it's it's like a I think it's a bad movie, but like it's a bad movie you can have fun with. Um and I don't. I think this is just a bad movie, and I didn't really have very much fun with it. I think that we should. You guys ever play Chubby Bunny? Yeah, I've never. No. Do you know what it is, Mitch? Uh, yeah, yeah. So for Mitch anybody who doesn't responsible. know, um, it's basically like you put a marshmallow in your mouth and you say Chubby Bunny, and you have to see how many you can get in your mouth before you can't say Chubby Bunny like audibly anymore, and it's like a like a contest i guess um all i'm saying is it's a choking hazard for sure all i'm saying is i think if we want to update the game for you know a more modern audience we have to start calling it chuddy buddy (laughs) all right uh my question is how long can me and mitch keep talking about this movie while Corey just makes jokes about the word chud i honestly don't have very much left to say i mean i thought that mud was much do you guys see mud 2011 matthew mcconaughey so, yeah, no. Yeah. It was just no. virtual sequel. <laughs> Mud the Chud. Mud the Chud. <laughs> yeah, that would uh I would like to see a, a a crossover of those movies. Matthew McConaughey's Mud character. What Matthew McConaughey <laughs> loves about Bud the Chud is that he gets older and Bud the Chud stays the same age. <laughs> Sorry, oh, dude, Corey, this also made me think of a different movie we did on the podcast, a movie that I sort of feel similar about, um, and that would be Pet Cemetery 2 with Clancy Brown okay, getting yeah. turned that into that. That definitely had weird comedy in it, too. 
Exactly, yeah. And the, both Bud the Chud and uh, Clancy Brown's character are doing a similar thing where it's just like they sort of have like ghoulish looking kind of cheap makeup on and they've both got to just be bumbling but like also they sort of have a consciousness about them like they sort of have they they have likes and dislikes and in both cases they just kind of turn me off like Clancy Brown in that movie and Bud the Chud in this movie I kind of just wanted to like punch both of them in the face like they were just sort of annoying to me watching them walk and watching them act it just uh there's something about that style that they're going for because i i like both these actors i know i do now that i know this dude was in child's play too um i like both those actors but having to play that sort of zombified lecherous character just like really i watching them ham it up like that um john lithgow in buckaroo bonsai is also doing like a similar thing where it's just like totally. such such a character and it just kind of pisses me off so uh <laughs> yeah. yeah the thing the thing i hate most about bud the chud is how much it pisses me off <laughs> i sat here watching chud the bud just seething with rage yeah yeah and then but i get what you mean like it's a if it's annoying like you're just gonna be like fuck this like yeah, yeah. And luckily for me, there was enough stuff like woven in there. Like I liked most of the the kids stuff, like the teen stuff, um, separate from Bud the Chud. But most of like the, the Chud centric gags, I didn't like. And this movie is quite concerned with them. Like I think if this movie at the time were to have gotten a Nick TV show based on it, it would be based around Bud and his antics, not around the teens or, and what I they get up to. I think it might be so. like the teens responding to Bud's antics. Yeah, Still. like maybe they all live in like a house together, like they're trying to domesticate Bud, but it's sort of and tough the, to in nail In the opening down. credits, he plays a saxophone funny and everybody laughs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, give and take with this movie. You win some, you lose some. The best piece of cultural media involving a chud may well be Tony Hawk's Underground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first one, not the second specifically. Yeah, crucially. <laughs> Do we have Eric. any more? Sorry, Eric. He's the bad guy Fuck. in Tony Hawk's yeah. Underground. Fuck that if, dude. Dude, honestly, if, if I want somebody to get chutted, <laughs> it's Eric from Tony Hawk's Underground. Oh yeah. Uh. So, Mitch, you're done. I think, right? I, I've been done. Uh, you've been done, Liam. Are you good? Do we want to maybe Genero? I'm down for some Genero action. All right, let's see if uh, the Genero treats Mitch kindly. My voice just cracked real bad this time. I'm, I'm slowly losing my mind. Welcome to the podcast. So, what do we got? How many? Uh, how many? Uh, how many buds we got in this chud? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! It can't be this funny still. Well, no, I was I'm just glad thinking, it is. But... I was I was taking that one literally and uh, just thinking about like either how many times have I put that movie on the list because some <laughs> movies are accidentally on here twice or how many movies on here are like Bud the Chud adjacent like they'll hit Mitch in a similar way and the answer to that Mitch probably doesn't want to know. Yeah, but more we'll, than we'll Mitch is willing to admit there's to himself. Too many, there's too many on the fucking list and you put them there. <laughs> All I'm saying is if Bud the Chud were a swashbuckler, Mitch would like it more. On guard! For the record, I've only put one swashbuckler on the film. Well, maybe you could count Mutiny on the Bounty from the 60s, but I don't really think of that film as a swashbuckler, more of a historical epic. I think The Prisoner of Zenda would be more interesting if uh, The Prisoner were Bud the Chud. No way. No way, man. 
the, the law of probability tells us that we're just as likely to get the legend of zelda than we are to get uh bud the chud last this week episode, so we'll this see. episode is just how much how much shit can we say to piss mitch off i'm honestly like my nose is resting at the side of my microphone and i'm uh, my eyebrow is touching it now I'm just having a really hard time. Oh, like, shit. We're losing them. Somebody rub these defibs together while we hit the generator. How many yeah, things quick. we got in there? Somebody quick, throw a hairdryer when I'm Clear? in the bathtub. <laughs> 337. Oh, that's a bigger number than the last time. I know that for sure. <laughs> uh, but, Corey, we actually have 326. Still? 326? Because I just went back and made sure to delete shut too. Yeah, do you delete that? So it was 327, and now it's 326 again. That's right. So we're static. Yes, because I added one thing from 2B, it seems, and Chud 2 is gone. I want to. I can't wait to figure out whatever you added from 2B. Was it the Rosemary's Baby remake? That's right, yeah. Ooh, okay, okay. myth busted. Um. Anyway, let's uh, big money, no Chuds. <laughs> Please. I've never <laughs> meant it so much. <laughs> Ooh, Mamma Mia, it's a big number, fellas. 1,000. Fuck, it is 1,000. You're right. <laughs> Shit, we don't even know what one that is. We if don't have we, a list that goes that high. If the Chris number is ever 1,000, it's dealer's choice. <laughs> um, It's 265. Hmm. I'm, I'm looking at that right now. You know what they call that number? Yeah. The witching hour. Betwixt the hour <laughs> of the wolf and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I'll just uh, all right. Um, <laughs> here's what I propose, fellas. Oh no! Here's what I propose. Um, because I do feel bad that we have been shutting Mitch's bud <laughs> shutting so much it over out. the last few weeks. What did we get? You gotta, you gotta. I will absolutely, I will line. absolutely tell you what we got, and we might still do what we got. Everybody, I am not, <laughs> I'm not one to veto. Never have, never will be. So this has this has nothing to do with the quality potential quality of the movie we just rolled. But here's what I propose before I tell you the movie. I think we should spin it three times because three is a nice round number. It's it's better than having to just choose between like a douche and a turd sandwich. We got one other thing in there, <laughs> and then I think we should give it to Mitch to choose between those three movies. That way, we're still keeping the integrity of the film, Genero. Uh, but, but we want to mitch it up a bit. But we're we get the chance to mitch it up as much as the film genero is allowing us this week. Wow. How do we feel about that? That's like that's I'm okay with that, but it could just be like pick between like pee or poo, you know? I mean, I guess Well, that's right. That's why I'm adding a thing. third thing. <laughs> that's well, why we're putting you, you don't the third thing. know what the third thing is anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think? Tom, no. <laughs> 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 that's not staying uh, <laughs> please <laughs> take it out or keep it in <laughs> within the context of what you just said within that follow up sentence I'm just done <laughs> oh god okay. I can do a remix with this episode I like this plan this is cursed yeah I'll, I'll okay. okay so so that means though don't tell us what's on either side I'll give you three numbers just give us three titles Okay, do you want me to give you one by one? Or, Not, or? No, I think I think a, a trio is fun because then we don't know where they are on the list. All right, so yeah, let me pull And I think this. that's interesting for some reason. All right, yeah, all right I guess right, I'll right. just write it down. So okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do these numbers from a clean slate. So I've refreshed the thing. 
It's not just going to be three in a row. I wanted a fresh, clean spin. So the number, second number, that's two note. <laughs> 77 is the second number. And, uh, and the third one is 94. So, Liam, you can present those in whatever number you wish to do. Or whatever order. We have the numbers. Do you have to do those numbers? Uh, we got, what do we get? We got 265, we got 77, and we got 94. All right, and lucky for you, Mitch, because of the way one of these list items was phrased, I think this gives you four movies to choose from because uh, we just had a franchise name here, and um, it c- could be could be either one of them. Sometimes I just fill in that blank because I wasn't clear like when we rolled Night of the Living Dead. So uh, this will be all you. All right. Okay, so we got four movies for Mitch to choose from here. Kind of like when you reach into like a, a, a gummy bear bag to get one gummy bear because your teacher offers you a gummy bear, but then there's two stuck together. That's where Mitch is at right now. Hmm. So. Oh, I'm a gummy bear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mitch. <laughs> that I'll throw should have been a better Chad. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw them at Mitch. I will pause a little bit between saying each one so Mitch can just let it seep in. But we don't need to dwell on each one in that pause, okay? Just let the pause sit so Mitch can just think about it. Okay. The first movie is The Howling Six. Hmm. Let, that, let that sit on your tongue for Dude, a second. Dude, I didn't know that we went that far on the list. That's so funny. I would have expected, like, The Howling 2 or something. We don't have The Howling 2 on this list. I, I put six right from the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Deliberate. Awesome. Deliberate. A work of genius, possibly. Well, my okay. soul is howling. The the next two movies, the combo wombo here, is uh, either Fright Night 2 or Fright Night Remake from 2011. Is there another choice or is that it? No, I got another choice for you. Oh, and it looks like there's also, there's two Fright Night Part 2s. There's also one from 2013 called Fright Night 2 New Blood. Wow. See, I, I have no experience with the howling. I have no experience with Fright Night either, so keep going well mitch that means that you could possibly be interested in the m night Shyamalan movie split well thank you for the thank you for the privilege of uh, of letting me pick i mean uh, some interesting picks but friday night too it shall be cool i'm down very good. I'll see you next week. Oh, you're getting out of here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, he's gone. Slinking into the shadows like he always does. <clears throat> um, cool. Well, uh, I guess I'll just ask if you have stuff you want to plug then, Liam, and we can just shut out of here. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I, you guys can find my film writing, Alter Chud, on Twitter and Letterboxd. <laughs> My film writing shelter ego. Uh, Graham the Haunted Marshmallow. I'm on Twitter and Letterboxd under the username Graham the Mala. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price. You can hear me talk more about the Lawrence Kasanoff Mortal Kombat cinematic experience on MK Podquest, which I do with our friend Neil, which is, uh, that's what it's called everywhere. MK Podquest. I've realized now that I've never clarified like what that second word is, but that's what it is. 
PodQuest. Oh, yeah. See, I've never been able to find it for that reason. Yeah. I spent yeah, hours but, Googling <laughs> Bad SEO. Bad SEO on that it's, one. It's the same thing. Like, what's our show called again? Like, they t- t- they made more movies. Like, w- nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. What, do you guys have an ellipses at the end of that? Or? Extra film podcast. Is that it? They made more of the movies? Anyway. Thank you all listening. To- what's up with the sequel? <laughs> Thank you all for listening to another episode of What's Up with the Sequel. You can find us all over the internet. Yo, you didn't hit that inflection at all. Clearly, they the made sequel? another one. Is the way you want it. What's up with the sequel? <laughs> is Dewey okay? Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, Thank you all once again for listening to this episode of They Made Another One. That felt good. That felt right. Let's do that one. Uh, you can find us all over the internet on Twitter at They Made Another, which is all one word, and on Letterboxd at TMAO. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everything else as They Made Another One. You can reach us via email at TMAOPodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, question, comments, and the funniest phrase you think it is the funniest phrase to add chud to that wasn't a good sentence but you'll figure it out um our fantastic thumbnail art is done by jade dickinson who you can find on instagram at jade sketches and with all that out of the way catch you next time for fright night part two and they made another one